0: I'm like, dude, I need to puke. We're 30 seconds away from the house, and I can't hold it. Need to stop the car, get out of the car, start puking. He films me. Oh no! <laughs> he's like, dude, I had to do that so I can prove to my girlfriend that. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that you yeah. were actually sick. Yeah. But
0: the video is hilarious because he's like, I like start puking, and he's like, oh, he's. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, man, you weren't kidding, man. He wasn't full of shit, like. And then he's like, get it all out, brother. Oh, God, dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast.
1: All right. Lots to unpack here.
0: I got something for you. Please.
1: Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it.
0: No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. we like to thank you again for your patronage and support. We Mm. love hanging out with you every week. It really is something that we look forward to, and we appreciate you. I am Julio. I'm joined by navy blue shirted Francis. Ah. Looking dapper.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself.
0: And slick. Mm. Um, I have just returned from quite an adventure. Uh, I'm amazed at how much energy I have. Wow. Considering... How recently I returned and all that I went through uh, to make it happen. And tell it tell was, us about this. It was physically demanding. So and emotionally demanding. So this is the deal. Getting to Nicaragua is not easy these days. Uh, before it was, they had gotten to a point where a bunch of airlines were going there. at this as it stands, I think the only I don't, I don't know if this is like for everywhere, but the only way to get there from the U.S, there's only one airline that flies there. And there are not flights every day, um, so it's not easy. Essentially, okay. Um, so this is important. But
1: if it were easy, everyone would do it.
0: True, and there's other ways to do it. Like you can go through, you can go to Costa Rica and cross the land border. Mm. Which is something we could have done, but we sort of just like found flights directly there. So we're like, fuck it, we'll just do it that way. Now this is where this is important. The night, so we had a, a flight on a separate airline to get to Miami. And then from Miami, fly direct to Managua, which is in Nicaragua, the capital of Nicaragua. Um, at eleven so the flight was at seven AM. At eleven thirty PM the night before, American Airlines cancels my flight. Wow. Cancels. They're like, select another flight. <laughs> the next flight wasn't the only next available flight was on Saturday. My flight was on Thursday morning at seven A.M. <laughs> the next available flight is Saturday. So I would have missed my flight from uh Florida to managua and it was non-refundable and it is on Avianca which is just not a good airline. Yeah. Um and I would have eaten that flight. Mm-hmm. Um and there would have been nothing that I could do. Damn it. So now you can change them technically but it wouldn't have fit in with our schedule. We had a very small period of time. Small. And we wouldn't have been able to get there till Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be leaving promptly on uh I think Monday or what I think, no, Sunday. So it really wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, how the fuck am I going to get to Florida? So I to, to Miami. So I start looking at other flights. So now I'm looking at um, different airlines. There's nothing, nothing going to Miami. Everything's sold out. Um, so I'm like, what about Fort Lauderdale? Nothing. West Palm Beach? Nothing. And I'm like, what are we going to do? We're fucked. And Hillary's like, what about Fort Myers? I'm like, that is so far away from Miami. Yeah. She's like, well, I don't know. She's like, it's better than nothing. Like, get those flights and figure it out. And then, like, you could take an Uber or something. I'm like, an Uber is going to be like $500. She's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. Like, that could work. So there were two flights left to Fort Myers. On wow. Delta. Two. Sorry, not two flights. Two tickets. Oh. Not cheap. But, uh, but we got them. So I was like, we'll try to figure it out. So we end up, and this is so. Mind you, flying out at 7 a.m. I'm figuring this all out at 11 p.m. Fucking American Airlines bullshit. Um, And we, you know, by by three or four a.m., I'm like, all right, that's the plan. Go to bed, wake up, ready to take this flight to my uh, to Fort Myers and try. And I arranged a car Mm -hmm. that was going to cost five hundred dollars because I didn't want to risk the Uber would have been less, but I didn't want to risk somebody saying that they didn't want to drive that far. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All those variables. Mm -hmm. So. Get there in the morning. Try to see if we can get standby to Miami. We can't. While I'm on the plane, dude, Brian F. Schultz of Fort Myers, Florida, Fort Myers area. Uh, by the way, who's a mortgage broker. If you need a mortgage down there, mm-hmm. hit him up. It's family business. They've been doing it for years. Um, he texts family business. And he's, a, he's also an active Oops! The Podcast community member. Okay. Um, I've corresponded with him many times over the years, and- He's like, dude, I live in Fort Myers. I'm not doing anything today. I'll drive you guys if you
1: want. Oh my god, what a kindness!
0: I was like, Are you serious? Uh, he's like, yeah. He's like, let me. He's like, I have to go to the dentist, but uh, let me, let me check or whatever. So my flight gets into was his
1: dentist in Miami.
0: No, but no, he no. was
1: willing to skip his dental appointment.
0: He was willing to s- bypass his day to drive us to Miami. Wow, and and you know it's a fun adventure story, whatever. So. Uh, now if anything goes wrong during this trip, we miss the flight. So if my flight to Florida is delayed, miss the flight. If there's traffic, miss the flight. So like, it's not fun. It's the most, one of the most stressful Mm -hmm. fucking things. And at that point, when you're in a situation like that, even if there's just like insane turbulence, you kind of like, don't even care. Right. You know what I mean? suddenly like, it's a good lesson. You know what I mean? It's good to practice that feeling sometimes. It makes you more resilient
1: of, of, of what?
0: Uncertainty, mm-hmm. whole, like needing everything to go perfectly, lot, no control. Yeah. So everything goes fairly smoothly. Hop in the car with Brian, ripping down the road. Not only dude, no, no traffic. We make it on time. Oh my God. Make it to the flight.
1: I've done that drive before. Yeah. It's you cross the Everglades.
0: Right. Which big Cypress national preserve national park site. Little, little. You giving yourself credit for that? Absolutely. For just driving through it. It's a national preserve. There's no like. There's no. You, it says you are entering the national preserve. There's no. There's nothing much to see.
1: You're sure it's not a natural?
0: I'm positive. Yeah. Jam? Uh, I mean, it's like the Everglades. So granted, yes. Like you it, missed my joke. A natural, natural jam.
1: You said national preserve, and I said, "Are you oh, sure it's oh, not a oh, national oh, jam?" Oh, that's very. good. <laughs> that's not good. We didn't need to pause for no, that. No, we
0: had a big jam segment. So. We had jams and jellies and
1: preserves it. and uh, marmalades <laughs> all defined against each other. Um, <laughs> it was, in fact, your bit.
0: What episode is that? Is there the good luck finding that one? Yeah. No, it's findable, but we ta- we broke down the different sort of jam specifications. <laughs> one of my favorite things we've done. That, that was a fun one.
1: Clearly, it didn't register on your radar. <laughs> I just
0: forgot that preserves were a thing. No,
1: that, it's that yeah, 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 yeah. That- anyway,
0: but the... Yeah, a national preserve doesn't have a ton of like, there isn't a ton to see usually. It's couldn't just kind of like do the, land.
1: Couldn't you do the fan boats?
0: Probably. But I mean, the, you know, it, we didn't have time. But go, I do count it. Go tickle you some mean, you, gators
1: under their chins?
0: You drive through it for a very significant yeah, period of time. I've
1: done that drive. It's cool.
0: Um, so anyway, we fucking made it. Can't, couldn't believe it.
1: Got to Miami. Got to the airport.
0: Got to Miami. Said
1: goodbye to Brian F. Schultz.
0: Said goodbye to Brian F. Schultz. Bid him farewell and hopped on a plane where we were meeting another person who was a pod person on the plane no he had hit us the person who was hosting us in nicaragua is a person who found who found out about me on the podcast
1: how long is that flight from miami to nicaragua
0: um my memory serves me correctly it's like two and a half
1: okay not bad at all not terrible Nothing.
0: um and here there we are nicaragua dude Wow. Uh, Pretty, you know, crazy to have made it after all that. And then we just immediately got into it. This guy, Blake, picked us up. He's with his girlfriend, Ariana, uh, who did not speak English. Grande? (laughs) But they they were. uh, No, couldn't be. uh, Grande. Okay. Um, But, you know, nice couple. Really fun. Uh, But, dude, what a wild, what a wild trip. Um, So we were there and then we went to El Salvador and uh, we did a bunch of cool stuff. But there are some highlights, of course, that I would like to walk you through. First of all, I got super sick, mm. which I mentioned to you over text message.
1: In Nicaragua.
0: In Nicaragua. Mm. Um When did that happen? So dude, it happened at like a pretty un- like frustrating time for it to happen. We went to this like influencer party <laughs> <laughs> on the beach in this like surfing community. Cool. But they were like Nicaraguan influencers. It wasn't like mm-hmm. uh you know what I mean. Uh, so it was kind of weird, but it was like you could you if you were like where are we? You might have said LA. Like it was there were drones Vi- taking video there oh, were wow. tripods set up with cameras with cool and hot looking people taking multiple photos and doing multiple poses shamelessly mm-hmm. wow and in a safe space cool i started to feel sick during at
1: that. the party yeah
0: and i started to feel nauseous and i'm like and i was kind of bloated too
1: how long had you been in nicaragua for at that point
0: this must have been saturday night this was this was like our last night there
1: So you arrived on Friday,
0: arrived, uh, on Thursday,
1: Thursday. So you'd been there for two nights already, two nights. Yes.
0: So this is the third, uh, the third night, the final night, they planned this really fun thing. It's like this fun pub crawl, Mm -hmm. uh, with like a nice mix of people, whatever, different people from all over. Um, and I started feeling really sick and it was a tough environment to be really sick in because it was a very big peer pressure environment. Mm -hmm. Like not drinking was not an option. The bartenders were forcing you to take shots. Wow! So, like, I had was hanging on to the same white claw, Nicaraguan equivalent, for like two hours with, without really getting too much scorn.
1: You held on to that for that's how long, even the, as sick as you were. You that's you.
0: I was, held, I yeah, I, it progressed. Uh-huh. I had it started. I was like, yeah, maybe I can get through this. Maybe maybe it's um. And the bartender like forces me to take a shot. I take a shot. Whatever. I'm starting to not feel so good. I go like sit over and like the guy hosting me comes over. starts breaking my balls. He's like, come on, dude. He's like, it's the last night we're here. I'm like, dude, I know I'm just like, not feeling too hot. And he's like, all right, man, well, listen, if you really need to go back, I'll take you back. But you should stop being a pussy Uh basically. And I'm I'm like, okay, okay. That's so tough for you. I know
1: that you're, you're so easily rising to the occasion.
0: I'm trying so hard. And eventually I'm like, dude, I need to go back. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So we get in the car, we're driving back and he realizes he has his girlfriend's phone and he's like, oh God. Oh, no. And he starts being like, dude, Latin women, he's like, this is not going to go well for me. So he calls one of her friends and she obviously had handed the phone to her, to his girlfriend and she just gets on and starts chewing him out in Spanish. But like, I, I gathered some degree of what was happening and then he filled me in on the details. It was basically like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why would you leave your girlfriend? Da da da. Uh-huh. They're like fighting. He's like, I swear Julia was sick. She's like, I don't care. Uh-huh. She, she like almost didn't believe him. Uh-huh. And then he starts telling me all this stuff about Latin women and like, you know, he's like, they're amazing, but they are like, they are a little tougher in certain ways. I'm like, dude, I need to puke. So we're 30 seconds away from the house and I can't hold it. Need to stop the car, get out of the car, start puking. He films me. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> Which is no. funny because he's like, dude, I had to do that so I can prove to my girlfriend that.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that you were yeah, actually sick. Yeah. But
0: the video is hilarious because he's like, I like start puking. and He's like, he's like <laughs> oh, <my God>. he's
1: <laughs> I wouldn't want that at all. <laughs>
0: he's like, man, you weren't kidding, man. He wasn't full of shit. Like, and then he's like, get it all out, brother. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But I got in bed by like 8 p.m. and w- and like was able to just kind of like sit in bed until the next morning at, like, 10 a.m., long enough to, like, rise and be alive and then just kind of, like, delicately try to survive. So I, like, didn't eat much that day, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, it was, you know, the whole nine yards of sickness, for intense sickness for, like, seven or eight oh. hours. And one of those things where, like, by getting it out, you don't necessarily feel better. No. And it's what have you ever done this where, like, you're sick and you try to find an exact position.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: And then once you find it, if you move, like my, my position was literally this. I had my hands on top of my head uh, (laughs) with my (laughs) palms facing the ceiling. And if I had moved one arm four inches to the left, full blown, fully, fully feeling sick again. Yeah. So I moved it back up and I was able to fall asleep in this position. Wow. And it was such an awkward place to sleep. I somehow ended up like hurting my arm and my arm, like, really fucking hurt for, like, two days. Uh, but, <laughs> dude, it was crazy. But I was really stressed because, you know, Saturday, so then the next day was Sunday. I, th- Ugh, I may be fucking the timeline up. Yeah, I think, what's today? Today's Wednesday? I got back. I think I got back. On, I must have gotten back on Monday, right? Yes, yes, okay, okay. Yep. So, so, Monday was a, was a travel day, but what we did was something very cool, was we spent the entire day in El Salvador. In order to execute that properly, we need to take an extremely early flight, which kind of blows. So I had to be up the following day at four o'clock in the morning to get to the airport at the right time.
1: You're saying Sunday morning? No. Okay. So Monday morning at 4 a.m. The S- night of correct. Sunday night. Correct. Okay.
0: So like being having food poisoning, it can be it's extra stressful when you know that you have a timeline. Horrible. Horrible. So I'm just praying it's going to be fine. I try to rest, whatever. But then 4 a.m., we're at the airport. And I'm going to El Salvador and El Salvador. And then we, got, we landed at 6 a.m. And we were there till 8 p.m. So we spent an entire day doing Bitcoin tourism.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Which is like super f- interesting.
1: What is this? And
0: Bitcoin tourism isn't even a thing necessarily. But like El Salvador, an official currency in El Salvador is Bitcoin. So like when you arrive at the customs, you can pay for your tourist visa with Bitcoin at the airport. <sighs> wow. Which is kind of fascinating. And then there's this thing, Bitcoin Beach which like Jack Dorsey of Twitter has kind of like famously said the way that they're operating down there is sort of like the ground zero of how we could be living in the future as far as like transacting. And
1: what is this like? Give it, walk me through it. I mean,
0: okay. So yeah, we'll talk about this now because this is interesting, but so dude, I'm not even kidding you. There'll be like a hut that sells selling, you know, sodas and snacks and shit and you can buy it with Bitcoin. From
1: what a a wallet?
0: Yes. Okay. So that's a good question. So I was kind of unfamiliar with this, but at Bitcoin Beach, which is like this literal actual place called Bitcoin Beach, you can go and sort of do orientation and like learn about some of the stuff. So there's this like light. There are these things called Lightning wallets, which I like didn't really know about, but it's it's like better than your like Coinbase wallet in that you it's made for like transacting in a practical sense. Like if I have to buy a Coke with Bitcoin. And I do it on Coinbase, and da, da, da. it like takes a while for the transaction to mm-hmm. go through, and like so the Lightning Wallet that doesn't happen at all, and you can like immediately convert it into like a stable coin, so that like whoever's receiving the money isn't subject to like the volatility of a Bitcoin or like mm-hmm. a cryptocurrency mm-hmm. like that. Um, so like I bought a Coke, you know, with Bitcoin. I bought a couple of T-shirts, and uh, it was cool. So anyway, so like that that model apparently many people believe could be a thing that we integrate in the future could also end up not being like that at all but it's interesting to see that they've taken this sort of like big leap over there and uh are trying this stuff out
1: how is it going for them
0: uh i think dude i think well like it's part of the kind of big picture this big picture plan they have to be this place that's like uh friendly to investment they're building this kind of like bitcoin city uh which isn't the name isn't necessarily significant i think it's just kind of symbolic of. The future so like it'll be a place where startups can come and start their ship and not have to pay taxes and blah 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 they're trying to make all the kids uh the young people in the country super tech savvy they give you an ipad when you're four years old uh you get a, a laptop not far after that and they're like making the kids like literate with all of this kind of stuff i know that they there was they got some bad press about like bitcoin price getting crushed and that like affecting some of their stuff it's like unclear how specifically that is the case but people seem to like be happy about the fact that el salvador is getting positive press when like they've kind of mostly only been talking about gang violence there for the past while yeah um and it was interesting because as far as development goes el salvador is is much more developed than nicaragua okay it seemed but that doesn't necessarily mean mean much it can it might not but like that like there's still like armed guards at the gas station. Yeah, Like the gas station might be like super nice compared to maybe one that you'd see in Nicaragua, but like there's an armed guard there. You know Mm. what I mean? And apparently they're like cracking down big time on the bad guys and the gangsters and uh, trying to make it so that people aren't deterred from visiting. Um, But it was kind of a whirlwind of a day. They also have like many volcanoes that can kind of like aid with the sort of energy requirements for Bitcoin transactions um, so it doesn't get too expensive and doesn't use up too much electricity.
2: Wait,
1: Are you telling me that Bitcoin is forged in the fires of a volcano? No, but it, like it, the ring of Mordor,
0: <laughs> like, something? like kind of no, but Bitcoin transactions require a lot of energy.
1: I know that. Yeah. So How are they harnessing the volcanoes? Is it the heat from the volcanoes?
0: The same way that they would for like a geothermal plant or whatever. Okay. Whatever. So it's probably,
1: a, a, it's probably wells.
0: Yeah, I, I don't actually know. Hot, they're using the they hot, it.
1: the heat from the water around the volcano to create energy. That makes sense. That's yeah. what that's what a lot of Iceland is powered on.
0: To- yes, they were. Someone had mentioned that too. So yeah, some something like that. So it's pretty fascinating, dude. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Does the
1: country? Did you ask the the locals how they felt about the fact that the country was? utilizing bitcoin as a a currency yeah
0: so uh and a lot they
1: felt feel about it they
0: felt they felt good about the plan this this like big picture plan you know what i mean and while the bitcoin stuff is a little complicated like when i was buying it the lady at the store had to call the bitcoin guy to come do the transaction and it was like a young person Mm -hmm. you know what i mean he's like 19 or something i have like a funny picture with him uh but he did the whole Bitcoin thing. Uh, so some people are, it's obviously complicated and confusing. So some people are more resistant to it than others. But uh, overall, I think that people are really happy that like people are talking about El Salvador in a positive, in a positive way or in a way that isn't about like murder rate sure. per capita. I
1: mean, I've definitely, the most of the coverage that I've seen about what uh, what they're doing with Bitcoin in El Salvador has been I mean somewhat mocking, I would say. Mm-hmm. Most people saying like, "Wow, look at the fact that El Salvador is making Bitcoin a, a currency and then all of a sudden it goes down, you know, 70% yeah. or whatever." And yeah. whoops, mistake. No,
0: totally, totally. Um but I I think that in, in both directions it appears to be like kind of speculative. I think that like there's an element to it that goes beyond sort of the uh the kind of volatility of it mm-hmm. um, it sounds like so i guess time will tell but people seem to be hopeful and the president seems to be popular interesting uh, and, okay yeah so it's cool and yeah so and the other side of the of this coin nicaragua is it feels it feels like one of those places where you kind of just feel like it's a, maybe a tad bit behind you know what i mean which is a, and it might be because of politics. Or, you know, likely because of that.
1: It's extremely poor, right? There's, What's yeah, more yeah. poor, Nicaragua or El Salvador? I believe Nicaragua. Okay. I, I'm
0: fairly certain Nicaragua is the poorest country in Central America. Oh, wow. Um, Ryan, you could double check that. Which is a bummer because I think it's the biggest country in Central America. And there's no reason why it couldn't just be another Costa Rica. Do they
1: have any natural resources?
0: Dude, I, I stared into a volcano. And, like, my whole experience as an adult as far as volcanoes go, <laughs> is that they never look the way you thought they looked when you were a kid when you learned about it in the third grade. This one, there was hot lava, red lava floating. Oh, man. It was sick,
1: dude. That would scare the pants off It was of super me. fucking cool. It would um, happen. What's to prevent that from just all of a sudden erupting?
0: Uh, nothing. And they also don't monitor them the same way that, like... They do in other places. Did you was, hike
1: to the rim of it?
0: No, it, it was. At, we went at night so we could see the lava and mm. we kind of just drove up there cool. um, and looked in. It was. It was could cool. you feel the heat? Yeah. And like, really? The steam. Yeah. It was sick, dude. Oh. Super, super cool. Um, and, dude, they have some of the best surfing on the planet. Yep. And, you know, these surfer bum guys, they like move there. Right. And it actually, it, it's amazing to me the way the surfing community is so youthful. Eternally youthful, Mm. these 50 year old guys be like, Yeah, dude, you just got to get in the water, man. (laughs) Foiling, dude. This like 50 year old dude was showing me his foiling videos on Instagram. Nice. Um, and it's pretty, but yeah, these waves were just incredible. The surf was just like really spectacular. Did you surf it? No, I did. It was like not enough time for me to sort of overcome the learning curve and my cautious tendencies when it comes to that kind of stuff, right? Um, guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. But dude, super cool to see. And we I had like a really personalized experience. Like this guy who I was uh staying with, he sort of oversees the business of some like guy who's who's invested in Nicaragua or whatever. And he owns up farms. So I was like, oh, that would be fun to like kind of work on the farm a little bit, dude. So Mm -hmm. I was working with pigs. Have you ever worked with pigs?
1: I have not worked with them. No, or I didn't. I didn't, I didn't really know that they were like employable. Um, <laughs> I did not know that they could be coworkers and colleagues, and, and it kind of reminds me of Animal Farm.
0: Um, interesting.
1: So tell me about these pigs.
0: Okay, so dude, this guy Blake, what a great guy, uh, and his girlfriend was so cool too, and they're friends. We had a really nice time. Um, so he, so the pigs. So I was like feeding the pigs and sort of like...
1: What were you feeding them?
0: So some sort of like corn grain thing. And then they also eat this thing that's a combination of beer and cheese. Oh. It's called like suerto or something. Okay. All right.
1: They, They feed the pigs beer for real? Beer and cheese, yeah. Like actual alcoholic beer?
0: It's some combination of the two and it's unclear how the beer, if the beer is like if the alcohol is burned out of it, or if it isn't and it doesn't affect the pigs or whatever. But dude, I'm not kidding you. When you show up with food, the way that these pigs, they'll kill each other to get, it's like, oh, God. and we it's like scary. <laughs> and bro, it's like, it's like, dude, I'm coming over there. Like right. I, I have the bucket. You're all going to get some. Like, can you guys please chill? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with
1: you? Well, have you ever been at a restaurant where the waiter took a really, really long time to bring the food out? And finally he did.
0: Fine. But, yeah, I, but, I get it. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. I get fine. how they feel. <laughs> but these fucking pigs, dude. And now, now you know, it, it really made it, oh, you're being a pig resonate. Like they are savage when it comes to food. Greedy. Greedy. Piggish. And pig and, and, you know, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. and one pig got out of his little stall and I sort of tried to get him back in and that was sort of tough. I started going, get. Git. Yeah, you I saw, started... You, I saw somebody else do that. You,
1: yeah, nice.
0: Git. And then the pig kind of ran to the other end and then started sort of like running back towards me, which... Was not that fun. I was. It was a big fucking pig. Oh, you dude.
1: thought it was going to attack you? No,
0: but I just thought that it might not have the wherewithal to avoid me.
1: You didn't think it was going to try to do the move that Patrick Swayze and that woman from Dirty Dancing
0: did? <laughs> what is that? One again? You know
1: where it jumps into your arms and you lift it over your head?
0: Oh, it could have come to that.
1: I thought that's. Well, <laughs> I thought that's what it was doing.
0: <laughs> Don't
1: you want to just get on the ground and roll around with the pig?
0: Sort of. Where they live is just like kind of a little nasty, but it's not like industrial farming nasty. They have plenty of room to sort of like. Putts around yeah and do their thing
1: they look were they smiley
0: yeah and the little ones were cute dude and i picked some of them up like the 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 fur or whatever you want to even call it is like very tough uh-huh. as you might imagine they uh-huh. kind of like hide or whatever yeah um and were
1: they spotted or were they pure pink? some
0: were spotted and some were pure pink okay um and the the ones that i fed the beer cheese to i kind of dumped it in there and a pig from one of the other pens escaped his pen to run to the pen where the beer cheese, I oh, just dude. Who built this
1: place? Complete
0: madness. That's uh, the anarchy. Then they asked me if I wanted to sort of like put hormones in the pigs. I initially said yes. Then I realized how much the pigs did not enjoy it, and it would require me sort of like using a needle. And I was like, yeah. all right, I'm going to pass it's on that. A strange
1: actually. thing to agree to at all. I'm surprised you ever thought you would want, enjoy doing that i mean
0: it didn't seem like that you know it seemed didn't seem like too fucked up but then they also offered to let me slaughter a pig which i also declined mm. uh, did you
1: watch that happen no i don't know how yet. do they do it they slit its throat
0: uh i think something they put like it in that some sort of a guillotine they hang it up uh, oh yeah they hang it up and then they cut so it. yeah it's not play it's i wouldn't enjoy that very much uh it sounds pretty, no me neither pretty brutal uh, but i did hang out with some cows and while i was hanging with the cows the guy who works with the cows was there
1: what animal would you be able to kill
0: not nah, real probably none mm. um maybe an insect
1: i'd kill a goose
0: you'd kill it well I if it was attacking no, me I no could kill problem it. killing a an goose. animal that was attacking me if
1: i were on a farm and they said hey we were having goose for dinner we got a goose kill it i would say okay really yeah i think so okay good. i don't good. like geese good to I'm know i have a major problem with geese right now good to know yeah. sorry. Keep going. No,
0: no, it's okay. I'm just—I one day hope to have the opportunity to call you on that and be like, "Oh yeah, Francis is open to killing the goose." You don't yeah. have someone who'll kill the goose, dude. Look no further. Here yeah. he is. Yeah, I'll do it with my bare hands. I'll kill fucking. My-
1: I'll take its beak and ah! rip it open the way that King Kong did in that movie, Kong versus Kong Island or something. <laughs> the T Rex that killed. Kong versus Kong. Whatever the fuck that stupid movie was, <laughs> Skull Island.
0: Oh yeah um but yeah the dude the cows um the guy who worked with the cows loves the cows oh that's good to hear and it was funny so we were like interviewing him kind of yeah and we're like so dude like what's up like you like the cows and he didn't he was speaking spanish but he then just started talking about every specific detail of the day where he's like feeding the cows but he started being like dude i love feeding the cows i love milking the cows Mm. i love when the cows get pregnant I love, he, he, and he, he listed every single one of his duties and said how much he loved it with the biggest smile. And it was really nice to be around. It's
1: amazing, dude. It Imagine was, liking your work that much. I know. He I loves like my it. work, but my God, I, I don't love the microphone and I don't love when the, you know, the know. microphone gets wet and I don't know.
0: Dude, this guy loved it. Juan Cito. And then we had heard that a tree had gone down in the forest.
1: The tree falls in the forest. Do the cows even hear it?
0: Yeah, right, exactly. So. He some we went on this like long walk with no path that the guy somehow knew exactly how to get there, which I found pretty classic. impressive. classic as well. Yeah. Um, and what they were going to do, they were going to make furniture with this giant tree that had fallen. Yeah.
1: He's probably done that walk before.
0: I, I know. But like it seemed as if there was no route. <laughs> I, I know, dude, but I'm saying it was it wasn't like I'm it, just
1: being an asshole. <laughs> it didn't seem
0: it didn't seem like a walk.
1: It didn't seem like it.
0: No, but you know what I mean? Like it didn't. There was no path. There was no. Yeah. We were just walking through a bunch of different parts of the woods. Obviously, he knew where he was going, but to me, it was impressive mm. that they had this knowledge of this greater area.
1: That is cool. The he's forest probably is doing protected. It like doing by like feel or something,
0: or what? Yeah, I, I know that he's been in, in it now, and he knows it. Whatever, but I still was impressed. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to cut trees down. So when one goes down, you take advantage. You make wood out of it. Oh, or sorry, you make um, you make furniture. Got it. They have a carpenter. He fucking carves it up. There was a bunch of monkeys that were hanging, which is cool. I love monkeys. Yeah. What and kind they of were, monkeys? I don't know. Spider I had, monkeys? I have videos of it. Well, chimpanzees? No, they weren't chimpanzees. They were like some sort of like Central American monkey. But they were like being, you know, their mischievous selves. Making
1: lots of noise. Yeah. <laughs> Swinging around, hanging by their tails. Exactly. Telling jokes to each other. Going. Were
0: <laughs> they? <laughs> Dude, to the point where... I was like dude it's crazy that monkeys just sound like the human impression of monkeys and he's like
2: <laughs> he's like
0: dude because monkeys are humans uh, uh-huh. and I was like whoa yep. yeah bro yeah, whoa yeah. um uh so yeah dude it was just so, what a fun experience getting to do all the like farm stuff and fucking a bat shit on me though which was like not that fun
1: That's how you start a new plague
0: I know and you know bats are sort of on the outs these days to begin with not that they were ever in. Mm-hmm. And we were exploring sort of a, a like prison where they used to torture people, uh, where there was still blood spatter on the walls and shit. And nothing caps off. Uh, you know, they're like, he's like, oh, this is the solitary confinement room where there's no light at all. And they put people in here for five years.
1: Oh my God. And
0: nothing like tops that story off than bats flying over your head. Like multiple bats, Whew. a dozen bats. That's
1: Yeah in a confined area bats are not fun. Although I did learn that they they eat a ton of mosquitoes, something like 14,000 mosquitoes a night. That doesn't seem right, but something tells me Ryan's going to look that up.
0: Right, they're good for they're good for the ecosystem. They're really the
1: good. Yeah. How many mosquitoes does a bat eat on a given night?
0: <laughs> um, but dude, nobody that we were with seemed to be that concerned about the bats, which was just like shocking to me because they were flying Really close to your head, mm-hmm. like you'd be ducking, but nobody else was like, "Well what do they do? they
1: they bite you, do they scratch you with their talons
0: I, if they bite you, you get rabies, or you mm-hmm. can get rabies, and people were concerned for me. I post a story of them flying around mm. uh, and then one shit on me, and I had sort of it wasn't that pleasant, mm. having bat shit on you uh
1: so that's what an animal heavy part of the trip that's amazing
0: very animal heavy yeah whatever it was one it was what one of those trips uh was likely to be nice to have a local host Uh had a great time uh and And that was
1: all in um el salvador all the bats and no no that was nicaragua yeah okay gotcha uh and then you flew home from el salvador
0: yes and dude they have a solid lounge situation in el salvador in the airport yeah The Monago Airport is a little more basic. Um, But yeah, the Avianca Lounge, which is pretty pathetic. Mm -hmm. But food wise, at least, I guess the setup is okay.
1: Um, All in all, uh, trip?
0: All in all, W, a lot of fun. Um, And, you know, one of my biggest regrets, man, when I lived on the Upper East Side and all those Spanish, they had all those Spanish, native Spanish speaking people in the house who I interacted with every single day. If I just forced them to speak Spanish to me only, I'd be speaking, I speak it. Spanish now yeah. and I don't, and it sucks to show up and just be a Ugh. hopeless gringo um, <laughs> who doesn't speak another language. Yeah. And they, people like mock you without even trying to. There people who thought that I was Nicaraguan. I guess they thought that I looked like, like, oh, are you Nika? And huh. I was like, no. And then I'd be like, and they'd be like, you don't speak Spanish. I'd be like, no. And they'd be like, oh yeah, here we, she's like, we speak, I speak Spanish and English. It's like, it's too bad you don't speak Spanish. They said that? Yeah, but like not even in a judgmental way. Right. But I was like, no, you're right. You're, mm-hmm. you're very right about that.
1: Yeah. I wonder how much better my life would be sometimes if I spoke Spanish.
0: It would. I mean, it certainly would make it slightly easier. In yeah, probably have more friends. <laughs> it would open you up to yeah. new connections. When I got back from my long journey, man, so it's a long travel day. You wake up at four o'clock in the morning to then take a 5.50 a.m. flight. That gets in at six fifty. you drive around a country the entire day, get back to the airport at seven p m, get to JFK at two a m and then took an Uber, and there was like two or three customer service things that were killing me. like the w in Hollywood just keeps charging me for no and and like I called them, and they're like, oh, that was supposed to be a refund, but it was a charge that was eating at me. So like I wanted to get that out of the way. Call customer service, and suddenly I'm like doing three, four customer service things. And you know what the best accompaniment for a four AM customer service call is? What the wake, the hangover,
1: wake. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going there.
0: Keep you going, keep you energized, <laughs> yeah. gives you hope, soothes and something soothing. There's something
1: a little soothing about it. While you're yeah. doing,
0: I I banged out that I banged out getting a refund for my canceled flight to Miami. And I banged out ordering a new credit card. Dude,
1: nothing feels better than doing, than knocking out two or three overhanging, crappy, busy work things like that.
0: And guess what? You don't wait at all at four a.m. because no one's calling. Correct. Uh, It was amazing, and I couldn't have done it without the help of my favorite drink, the Hang Obi Wake.
1: The Hang Obi Wake. I'm an essential guy myself, but I've had the Wake. I can't say I don't love it.
0: Highly recommend cracking a can. And pouring it over a gigantic ice cube. Big one. And enjoying it. Uh, it's a really great sort of healthy, uh, health-promoting beverage. Yep. Has all the good stuff in it.
1: Ashwagandha.
0: Ashwagandha. Uh, along with other things. The wake has a nice blood orange uh, taste. They're delicious. We love them. And uh, a good supplement to energize your life and help you any way you might need. That's it. So go to hangobi.com. Use promo code oops, I'm hung. No apostrophe and I'm. <laughs> That's right. Oops, I'm hung. You'll get thirty percent off of 30%? your order.
1: Thirty percent. Holy smokes! Hang Obi's
0: great. If you spot it in the store, grab one, give it a try, uh, and use our promo code to order it from the website. Uh, we think you're gonna love them. Have you reading a pupusa? No. Uh, it's What's like that? a Central American. It's like I think El Salvador is famous for them. It's sort of like a some version of like it's like a ta- it's not like a taco. It's like whatever the ingredients are. It's sort of like molded in with the dough.
1: Oh. Oh. And
0: then they toss them on the on the grill and it's like you can tell if somebody's good at making them because they do they do a good toss where it yeah. kind of goes up and lands mm, like a discus almost.
1: Super cool. Uh, dude, yeah. That looks super cool. Yeah, good. they're mad
0: good dude. And at one point the lady who's making them we went to a really good place did like one of the kind of the most like baller moves i've ever seen she like tossed the pupusa perfectly it landed started sizzling saw me looking gave me a wink i was like oh damn i'm shook
1: wow i'm shook that is cool (laughs) and and how much was a a dinner in an el salvador
0: um el salvador uses the dollar so it's like not as cheap Mm -hmm. but like you could get three pupusas for per person and drinks and dessert for like 20 bucks but like nice
1: what about that cheap
0: nicaragua it varied you know uh but overall cheap not like mind shockingly blowing right but like you know you'd, you'd, you'd order uber eats and it would be you know 15 bucks total okay Pretty whereas good. here it would have been 35 yeah type right. of thing right. um nice but dude yeah um, really kind of interesting to be to be in a place that has kind of like a weird reputation yeah was sort of like under the Eastern Bloc influence during the Cold War, uh, that's right, and a place where you know our parents' generation associate it with kind of like hostility, totally. Um, the totally. whole around Contra thing. Um, I going to read up on that. I, yeah, the, it's a little confusing, mm-hmm. but I Ryan, if you could do a little around Contra. Um, re- sorry that we're sort of forcing you to look things up. Mm. Um, but the yeah sort of like funding something with something else i, f- I forget exactly what was mm. happening there but anyway um you know to see the sort of effects of that and that that regime from that time period is still the uh in power there. oh wow yeah Interesting. the sandinistas um so anyway whatever it was cool
1: awesome dude yeah uh you got some eliminated. good footage and stuff
0: yeah you know it's always a challenge to to put a story together. The Bitcoin stuff will be easier. Because yeah. it's more straightforward. Mm-hmm. But uh the of video will take me a little while. Nice. But pretty cool. Well, I'm glad
1: you're back, pal. Appreciate it. Dude, that is scary, though, being sick in a foreign country when you don't know where the nearest hospital is. You don't know how bad it's going to get. Yeah. You know, a stomach virus when you're traveling, you don't, you have no idea. You don't yeah, know if it's yeah. like a parasite or a, totally. a bigger problem.
0: So that you, you start to have that thought certainly while it's all happening. Right. And like typically food poisoning, you just kind of, kind of ride it out. It's usually mm-hmm. short. It's intense, but short, but you do have that fear. You're like, okay, like I need to keep fluids in me somehow uh-huh. like this, you know, and you, you it can be worrisome in this particular area. Getting to a hospital would have been difficult. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I was that close to one. Um, now, if I had to get to one, I could. And, I have always found that foreign hospitals always exceed my expectations. They're always affordable and they're, you, they you—they get the job done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you have an emergency, I never feel worried about having proper care.
1: Oh, well, that's pretty good of you. You
0: don't want to have, you know, you don't want to have to get your arm amputated. Right. Like you don't want to have to do like, or have a heart transplant.
1: Orthopedic knee surgery.
0: You, you, you don't want to have to have a shotgun yeah. massive procedure. There's nobody. There's you don't want nobody, to do that here.
1: There's nobody in El Salvador who's like, "Oh, you're having your ACL repaired." I had. I have the best guy.
0: It, I know
1: the best ACL guy in El Salvador.
0: But I mean, but, but we
1: say that here. But that
0: guy might exist. That you know what I mean? May, you yeah. just don't. You just don't know. So it's not ideal. You know what I mean? But I I think that food poisoning, most hospitals can handle, and around the world. So, yeah. so I know that, but getting there is the problem in this scenario. People that I'm with are, are, are sleeping and probably have been partying a bit. So like, that's going to be tough. I don't know a number for a taxi. If it were to get there, that's certainly a thing that goes through your head. Um, but fortunately, um, it wasn't a big deal. And I've unfortunately also been there before I've gotten sick on trips, yeah. um, which people have to remind me of, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even understand the point of reminding me if I'm like, Oh dude, I'm so sick this idea of like, well, you know, you know, you were getting yourself into I'm like, okay, fine dude. But that doesn't mean that like I deserve to be sick because are people
1: trying to tell you, you, you asked
0: for it. I, yes. And I think there are friends that there's the type of friend who's active in your life and that can be positive and negative. It can become oppressive uh-huh. because sometimes they just, if they don't understand what you're doing, they don't like it. Or if they uh. don't, if they don't, relate to your desire to do something they just don't like it or they like you can tell that they are judging you is it and i don't like i don't like that i'm not like that with people so i don't like receiving that energy but i try to just deflect
1: well is there nothing to be said for the fact that perhaps they are concerned
0: that's complete and that's so true and, and co- totally fine but i think that in the specific instance of me being sick that's a completely fair point but in the general sense of me enjoying traveling around uh i think that i should get more leniency from people for for it mm. uh, because it's just what i like to fucking do you know what i mean i don't give you shit for whatever you like to do type of thing
1: but but i'm your friend mm-hmm. and i don't think i give you shit you know, but i definitely get a little worried about you sometimes what like your, i said to your you,
0: level of being worried i would find to be quite appropriate
1: i <laughs> I'm being serious. I told you we talked on the phone yesterday, (laughs) and I said, "Man, when you're away, I feel it." Yeah, yeah. Because we talk on the phone so often, and we see each other so often, and then if you're all of a sudden in El Salvador or Iraq or wherever, (laughs) I I'm like, God damn, you know. (laughs) I hope everything's okay. I hope he's okay, and inevitably, you are. Mm. Um, you're also. You're not somebody who, like, I I could see you if you were to find trouble, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: whether it was some border guard shaking you down or whatever it is, or some person that was angry at you. You're so smooth. You're a very smooth guy. You're likable. You've got a good giggle. Uh, You throw a couple of those giggles at one of those border guards, maybe, you know, hand him a few uh shackles whatever it is i think you you're better at getting out of that whereas me if it were me something would go wrong you know what i mean like i would i would i i would try to stop someone from using the the pat the breakdown lane in el salvador and i'd find myself in really bad Big trouble. trouble
0: yeah <laughs> oh i appreciate that dude um i certainly think about that kind of stuff sometimes especially like Going through customs, sometimes I'll try to scope out the line with the guy who like looks the sweatiest. Like sweaty people tend to be like friendlier. <laughs> like a sweaty guy who I know is gonna like joke around with me, and you know I mean you don't want the serious border guy. That's never no, fun. No. Um, on the flight back from El Salvador, there was a guy screaming, "Take your passports out!" And I was going to global entry. I don't have to take my passport out, so I completely ignored him. And then he started screaming in my face, "Take out your passport!" And I was like, "What? I'm sorry." Like, what? what's going on? Like, this is a separate thought, so I'm sorry. No, no,
1: no, no, no. But, but what did he do?
0: Nothing. Because I don't have to take my fucking passport out.
1: Why do you not need to? Because I'm
0: going through global entry.
1: Oh, nice.
0: So don't, you, this guy's making assumptions. It's like, no, your job is not to assume no one has global entry. Your job is, is it, to. This was in New York? Yeah. dude. Uh, and it also makes you realize, dude, JFK, it's like, coming into America is like pretty intimidating. It's not great. As maybe, a, I understand why, like. hmm traumatic things that happened to us yes. from you know visitors coming and right causing trouble so i understand why the legacy's there but it's stressful take mm-hmm. out your passport fuck off dude
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know get out of my face mm-hmm. um yeah anyway i do appreciate the compliment
1: i i i don't disagree one bit man yeah. uh because returning to that international arrivals terminal at jfk i think it's terminal five uh, i'm pretty sure it's either four or five and there may be a few there's a but few, yeah. th- there's one where you feel it is today's version of landing at Ellis Island yeah yeah where it is utter chaos the sheer volume of people arriving I-, I don't know how the flights aren't more staggered um even with global entry it's unclear that you have to go up take the photo of yourself you know scan your face and then walk back to get in the line with that little white receipt which you then wait to give to the guard at the front. Yeah. Um, and, and there's no one really directing all of that. Yeah. So there's people cutting and then you gently try to let them know, but the chances are they're not. Oh like
0: f- did you glo- people a global entry, you mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta you wanna help people, but I don't know. Right. If I there's other that people recently,
0: globally yeah. entering, yeah, totally. It gets a little confusing. Um and dude, I'm I'm just I'm grateful to be American for what some of my goals in life are because If, for example, if I, my passport right now, if I were not American, I have voided the visa waiver program by visiting Iraq. So if I were Italian and I had an Iraq visa in my passport, I can no longer, I now have to apply for a visa to come to America. Wow, that's wild. There's like a few countries on the list. Uh, So, but for me, no problem. Let's ask, let's
1: ask ourselves this, Julio. With all this passion for travel Mm -hmm. and your love of America. If the world of comedy went dark tomorrow, mm-hmm. what is the job you would pursue?
0: Does that mean we can't pod anymore?
1: Sure, let's say that everything we know and everything that you do now that helps you make money is dead.
0: Oh man. Fuck. I'd have to spend a long time thinking about that. <laughs> I'd I'd want it to be something that gave me the same kind of flexibility that this life that I have gives me because you know, we've sort of like carved it out for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing that you can just do. You have to figure it out.
1: So you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to try to become an ambassador or somebody who worked at the United Nations.
0: No, no. It just seems like a super bureaucratic, boring job. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it could be kind of cool. But I like, I like having roots. You know, I don't feel the need to be on the, to be traveling constantly. Like I like my home. I like my life here. I just enjoy traveling. Like, it doesn't yeah. mean that I, I don't even like being gone for more than a week or so. Right. Necessarily. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't really know. But it would be fun to try to like, I'm already trying to make this into a thing that becomes an income stream too. Yeah. But in the, while that's happening, I need to figure something out. Because Understood. You
1: know. Yeah. Well, luckily, that was a dumb question. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's hypothetical. It's and a good It's just, yeah. not needed to be answered because... <laughs> Not it is truck going truck. well julio <laughs> i was wondering what i should get for you know the rest of the summer in terms of clothes because i've been wanting to look better
0: um dude you should get some real threads joggers man i had a
1: feeling you were going to say that and i said to myself god i knew the answer why am i even <laughs> asking this stupid <laughs> question
0: they have a couple different styles the french terry joggers the premium joggers i like them both equally um but they have a really comfortable pant. The pants and, uh, great. You just gotta pull those out of the closet and rock them.
1: I've been wearing the t-shirts so much this summer that you know Sierra's starting to say to me, "Hey, how about you mix it up a little?" And I say, "You shut your <laughs> mouth if you know who what's good for you,
0: <laughs> um, dude." Just clean, simple, premium menswear, basic. Uh, the best t-shirts, the best, the best joggers, amazing polo shirts. Got you covered if you're a dude who's looking to look good. They'll make you look good in all the right places. That's right. They're so uh,
1: automatic. It's just an instant answer to how can I possibly look good today? I don't know what to wear. This is the answer.
0: Uh, yeah. We, we truly believe it. And if you notice, we rock them all the time. <laughs> Constantly, yeah. um, go to the rule of right now. Use promo code. Oops. To check out, you'll get 15% off your order rule of promo code. Oops, 15% off of your order. Well, dude, what I have a, a, a point that I want to uh, hit on yeah, here. Please. Um, the so you know i'm staying with a stranger down here right i've never met this guy in my life but you do a little sniff you need know, to sniff him out a little
1: was he a pod listener
0: i believe so yeah
1: is that how he connected yep. you guys got connected yep okay
0: dm'd me uh word of word of uh of wisdom to our listeners if you invite me somewhere i might actually come so
1: <laughs> if you don't
0: want me to come don't invite me because i will
1: don't worry about me not happening <laughs>
0: Um, But dude, this guy, uh, Blake, wonderful guy. uh, And I, there was a couple of things about him that I really respected. So first of all, we land, we hang out in Managua the first night. And then the next day we're like doing stuff in Managua, whatever. And he never once mentions that the place that we're going to end up staying near the farm is a sick house. Oh. I didn't expect to be poolside at any point. On Come this trip. on, poolside at this a sick house overlooking the ocean. Dude.
1: You're joking me. No,
0: it n- doesn't mention it once. What? To That's not, awesome. To not lead with that is one of the, is an unbelievably respectable. It's so
1: rich too.
0: He never and and you know I I guess like it was his parents' place. He's like you know it's my parents' place. It's not my place. That's also a very respectable thing. But he never was like, dude, the house we're going to. The it was in like a community. It was so sick. <sighs> Like an expat community.
1: I don't have that ability. If, I'm, if I have set I anything nice up for people, I am telling them Same. the whole way there, you are not going to believe what we're about to get this. ourselves into. You're welcome. I did this. You're going to give me some credit now, but once we get there, it's going to be even more credit. And if it's not enough credit, I'll be resentful. <laughs>
0: Dude, <laughs> Blake and Ariana, wonderful hosts. Uh, and they were so thoughtful in planning our, our itinerary for us. And understanding what it is I'm trying to do—that's super helpful. To sort of like you, you over time the audience starts to understand the objective. Yeah, and it just becomes this amazing kind of group project in a way. That's cool. Um, that was just so special and fun, but dude. So we, uh, one thing that I found interesting about Nicaragua, I met a few people, including Blake, who had sort of these like different moments in their lives where they're trying to figure out their purpose and their calling. And somehow it led them to Nicaragua, where they're now thriving. So we went around with Blake to do the rounds. He's sort of this guy in the neighborhood that, like, if you need lemons, Blake's your guy. Really? So he like knows the local fisherman. He knows, and we're traveling around and he's like constantly on the phone, like, yo, Papacito, hombre, like talking to people. Fluent in Spanish. Fluent Spanish. Nice. Um, and it's so cool. It's like, good for you, man. And we met a couple people out too. This one guy was like, yo, bro. He's like, He's like, I got deported to Nicaragua. He's like, I used to live in Miami. I got arrested for a bullshit gun charge. He's like, I did five years. He's like, I was a loser. He's like, now I live here, bro. He goes, I own a business. I'm killing it. And now I got like 10 guns, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then this other guy too, he's like, yo, man, I'm from Texas. He's like, I came down here to meet my partner. I love partner.
1: Uh-huh. I like,
0: he's like, I came down here to meet my partner. He's like, I don't want to go back, bro. He's like, they got everything here. He's like. Light skinned women, they got them. Dark skinned women, they got them. Skinny women, they got them. Big women, they got them. And I love big women, bro. He's like, I've been to Afghanistan. And I'm like, I don't understand the correlation there, but somehow I think I get what you're saying. Maybe, like, I don't know. But dude, like, huh. so there's a lot of this. It's sort of like these people having their, finding their way in life in a the place they never expected. It was, I found it to be fascinating.
1: That's really cool.
0: Um, Certainly had a good time. Last thing, I saw a... Must have been a seven-year-old girl breastfeeding standing up, which I've never seen in my life. What? What? (laughs) What? The mom was sitting on a
1: chair. Oh, oh. the seven-year-old was drinking from the mother's breast. Standing. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was a water fountain. I was
0: like, I can't believe I just saw that. That is phenomenal. Someone
1: was talking to me recently about... uh, about a woman they knew who was they there's there's a term for it. There's a term for um com- uh, comforting.
0: Uh I I know what you're talking. I don't or know. Or like term. kids
1: that still breastfeed late in their is lives. It comfort
0: feeding? Com- i I d I don't know the term right. Comfort food
1: that. comforting
0: <laughs> No that's uh that's fried pickles. And like mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is it? It's it's um Ryan, we probably need this answer now, not at the end of the episode, because it was stuck.
0: Speaking of, have you been to New Orleans before while well, he's looking this up? No, I've never. What a fucking, if you've never been to New Orleans, that is the place in America where you will feel the most like you're not in America mm. in, a, in a special and fun way. Culturally rich, amazing city. I'd like to go. It's really, I'm going to be there August 20th, by the way. Nice. <laughs> Didn't mean to.
1: Tickets at not. not Julio.com. Julio.com. Um,
0: Really, really special town. I think you'd love it. I believe it. You should. Yeah.
1: No, I'd like to go at the French quarter.
0: Yeah. It's uh super fun. There's wait, wait, Ryan comforting. The, I think the, it describes the culture too. Like I've seen somebody whip their titty out when I was at lunch with them. Like I was with my boy and his wife whips it out. Didn't warn me. I've never seen her do it before. Mm-hmm. I didn't care, but I was just kind of like, okay.
1: So let's talk about this really quickly because this is something that I'm curious about. Breastfeeding, right? In general. Um, I, you know, I have friends who, whose wives that I've known a long time and have now had kids and are breastfeeding. And obviously we, uh, and and we might've talked about this before. We've
0: talked about breastfeeding in general, but,
1: but I want to ask you again, because this is the thing, right? So we are normalizing breastfeeding, which probably is overdue and is totally normal and no big deal right Mm -hmm. but i'm sorry as a friend of my buddy when his wife pulls out her you know breast Mm -hmm. her swollen breast Mm -hmm. to start feeding a baby you see that i feel rude
0: you see that blue vein dude Yeah, i feel rude
1: (laughs) looking
0: (laughs) uh i i Okay, I So like
1: instantly, you, you turn there's this no, it's more like there's a switch in my brain that says lock eyes and do not look down. So look at make, I make better eye contact when when a woman with a woman when she's breastfeeding than I would if we were having a staring contest. Interesting, interesting. And it, um it's a fair
0: impulse, but I think you're overthinking it. And I'm
1: in my head going don't look at the breast, don't look at the breast. It's there. You don't need it. You don't need to see it. It's not for you to see, but it's almost so much that I wonder if I'm being rude by not looking at the breast. Am I being non progressive by not watching the breastfeeding? I
0: hear what you're saying. Uh, I I I don't think I, I don't think you need you need to uh, manufacture any sort of reaction. I think your natural reaction would be acceptable.
1: Well, my natural reaction, if all things considered, would probably to like be really studying it because it's so fascinating to yeah.
0: me i think that we, i think it would be fun. and
1: i don't see it that often if
0: you do like dude i part of me thinks that i don't remember what i did specifically but i could easily see myself being like nice dude <laughs> oh, fuck <God>. yeah yep <laughs> i asked
1: i asked sierra about it and she said she goes oh you're being a bit eponymous what's that it's when i don't even realizing that i'm doing a bit
0: oh that is funny that she calls you out on that
1: yeah <laughs> she goes and she's now we got she's got terms for it
0: bitopotamus she that called is me savage. a bitopotamus so for those of you who don't know comedians love to like work out their bits on people sometimes they don't even know they're doing i it. didn't know i was doing it and sometimes people are they, sometimes they're like working out a bit or sometimes they're literally trying a bit both are like sort of frowned upon but sometimes you can't help that you might just be saying something funny and then you're like oh man this could be funny
1: That's how it was for me. Yeah. I was describing my reaction to watching a friend's wife breastfeed, and I was describing it in such terms that it was punchier than a normal yes t- you know recounting of a story
0: and it's typically frowned upon in the comedy community and if you're around it enough in general because it's like okay buddy you're not on stage right now like, yeah i'm just me. talking to her
1: and she sniffed that it out instantly because <laughs> oh you're a bit of been doing a little bit of potomus <laughs> bit of like, excuse me <laughs> now we, we've also got a couple other terms we've we've come up with which we we use them now as like red flags for uh, curbing behavior that without being rude about it Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking shit, because Sierra hates mm-hmm. when people talk shit and doesn't engage in it herself, um, a good quality. she goes, oh, you you digging for some shiitake mushrooms? <laughs> shit-talky mushrooms. That's very now, good. Now, I, I actually came up with that one. That's a good one. So I can't give her credit for it. I want the credit shit-talk-y for that. Shiitake mushrooms. Shit- oh, shiitake mushrooms. Um,
0: How is that going for you, by the way? Are you... Oh, I'm so much better. I'm so talker. much
1: better at it now. It's so. It's it's like anything, dude. You.
0: It really improves your outlook on life. You. I feel
1: like. Yeah, and you and you just realize like there's no reason to um, waste of energy. And and it's it's like low. It's low, and we it, we all do it so often. It's so easy to slide into it. It's like people can bond when they're talking shit about somebody else, mm-hmm. um, and yet to it, it, it the harder thing to do is to not do it. But you will feel better if you don't engage in just sewering someone who's not with you
2: Uh
0: so so i think that there's a healthy balance i would argue that most comedians overdo it totally and it's like super fucking toxic and then ruins your own outlook of yourself you start like really monitoring your own behavior thinking oh what would my shit talky mushroom self say about me right now and then suddenly you are paralyzed and you can't do anything
1: yeah and and exactly i i know you you've mentioned this before where it's like you assume it makes you realize that people are probably talking shit about you Mm -hmm. but i'll i'll go one step even further with the toxicity my response when i have that thought is oh i doubt they're talking shit about me i'm not even worth talking shit about
0: oh interesting like what i'm not even
1: on people's radar enough for them to have a negative out, you know, outspoken opinion of me. Oh my god. I don't matter. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. And then there's then you just sort of tuck your chin to your clavicle and <laughs> slink off like Charlie Brown. That's what happens to me. And that whole cycle is a pretty
0: It's bad. Whew. It's a good initiative. It's funny. I like I don't have that thought, but i do think that I do, like, really, if I'm talking shit a lot, (laughs) then, like, I'm very self-conscious about posting pretty much anything Mm -hmm. and doing a lot of stuff, and when I'm not like that, and I realize, too, like, there's so many people, the people who, like, don't do it have a much more positive relationship with their career and their growth.
2: Yeah. Like, they
0: are, they're trying, they try, and because the fear of failure isn't as bad with them because they don't sit around shitting on people for being being losers all day, which is what so many comedians do. So... I think our challenge to you, as a listeners, as our listeners, are to talk less shit. Talk and less see shit. See how it makes you feel.
1: Yeah, you'll find you'll like it more. Yeah. Yeah, and um, also you'll dislike the people that you would be talking about shit about less, and that's a nice thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um,
0: guys, sometimes when we're recording our episodes, if either of us happen to like get, be getting a little bit tired, sometimes we will pause the episode, go upstairs, fire up some Oops Beans, and. Yeah. <laughs> drink an espresso shot and then continue recording the episode
1: and julio means when he says us he, he means me because i did that today i was getting a little drowsy a little sleepy and it felt very rude and i said you know what give me a second let me go brew up a little shot of my delicious espresso from our oops blend at brooklyn roasting company I had it, and from that point on, I was totally good to go. Yeah, you were fully rocking. I was rocking. dialed.
0: Fully rocking and rolling.
1: You may notice it in the in the episode. You're like, whoa, it was dragging, and now it's good. <laughs> you were Francis dragging. Francis was dragging. You were dragging. The pod was not dragging. <laughs> Francis was dragging. Yeah.
0: Um, dude, it's the best. We love all the flavors. They have some serious, deep cut. If you're a big coffee person, you want to try some new flavors, they got you covered. If you want to just stick with the stuff you're used to, they got you covered there, too, with the finest beans from all over the world uh it's some of the best coffee that exists
1: that's right guys go to brooklynroasting.com ta- uh plug in promo code oops beans and you will get 5% off of your order buy yourself a bunch of tins you're going to go through it like it's butter brooklynroasting.com promo code oops beans but we were on something Sorry. oh breastfeeding. breastfeeding yeah um, the point remains that I don't know what the middle ground is for witnessing breastfeeding. And, and, and Sierra made this point, which was that, you know, breastfeeding is already an isolating thing Mm -hmm. that women for so long have felt the need to cover it up or to go into a separate room to do it. And to, to, to have to leave the gathering to do this thing, which is so normal. And every woman goes, so many women go through it and all that. We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't, Expect that they need to forge their own privacy wall in order to do this normal thing. Um
0: Right, right, right.
1: And 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 I totally agree with that. Yeah. I wanna help. I want to help normalize it. Mm-hmm. But you need to tell me where to look. <laughs> I need to be told where I'm allowed to look and where I should look if you want me sort of dazedly drooling and looking at the the suckling and almost thinking like boy i'd love to be part of that <laughs> that's one extreme right or staring at the steel ceiling as it's happening that's the other extreme <laughs> what's the middle ground and for me it was like lock eyes don't blink lock eyes don't blink <laughs> don't even let your eyes wander uh, you know how many times lower. have you
0: experienced this
1: a few times you know, same a few person times. typically no i mean different, different different women and it's you know it's this it is a crazy leap to go from respecting the bodily privacy of your friend's girlfriend wife all these years where i you know if my god if she were on the beach and she went swimming and a wave removed her bikini top i would have the decency to look away Mm -hmm. right for her sake Mm -hmm. so that's in my mind right all this time and now all of a sudden if i do that same body part i'm a i'm i'm shaming i'm i'm a i'm a monster
0: here's the good news for you (laughs) the, the the uh the forsaken part of the breast that you're not allowed to look at the nipple is only exposed for a short period of time. Yeah,
1: but dude, dude, even if I were looking at cleavage, I'd be in trouble.
0: Yeah, but like you know, the people friends wear bikinis. That. They wear uh, thong bikinis. That we like. The nipple is the like not allowed on on five pm TV part of the of the TV.
1: Yes, you're right. But it, the point it, the if it's a friend's if it's a friend's wife or girlfriend, or even if I'm with my, even if I'm just in polite society, I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to stare at breasts.
0: Dude, that's so, I'm not supposed to. Knowing this now, it makes like it makes me want to put get you in like an uncomfortable position where like somebody's just bring me into a
1: nursing <laughs> no. gathering of some kind of gallery of <laughs> you're nine there. women who are just feeding their nine babies at the same time. <laughs> hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> uh, you're with a couple and just like you you accidentally glance and the guy's like, oh, yeah, you notice those, huh? She's got a pair of pups on her, doesn't she? <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> I, I just don't know. And, and I'm so sorry. But when we normalize things in society, I think it's important to remember. And I'm not asking. I'm not asking for favors here. But when we when we change things, right? Whether as we normalize breastfeeding, as we normalize understanding tr- the trans community, um, there is a. It it would help, if it could be spelled out for the idiots like me to know how to uh to treat the these new things and 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 the way that those people want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because um forgive me for being ignorant for so long. I'm sorry. I realize that that I've been that way. And now if there's a new way forward, just teach me the you know, idiot's guide to witnessing breastfeeding. Teach me the idiot's guide to pronoun usage. And I will get on board as fast as possible. I really will.
0: I don't think it's a problem. You know, willingness to be, uh, you know, appropriate and functioning in an ever-changing world will never really set you back, I don't think. If you want to, if you're trying as dense a as, good you, point. as dense as you might be,
1: that, that's a very good point.
0: Uh, willingness to learn and try to uh, be friendly with new ideas. It's hard to. I think you'll uh, be okay.
1: You're absolutely right about that, and and uh, again, that's why I'm not complaining about this.
0: Yeah. Uh, should we do an email? Yeah, love it. Um, okay, this one's called college relationships. Mm. Hello, good sirs. I'm a long-time listener and really value your opinions on various aspects of life. Thank you.
1: That's good sir. kind.
0: I'm about to enter my second year of college, and I was wondering what your opinions were on whether or not is it a good idea to have a girlfriend in college. Hmm. I go back and forth with this idea myself because on one hand, I want to experience college to the fullest with all my boys, but on the other hand, the right lady would also be nice. However, I look at some of my friends who have girlfriends, and they seem to only ever hang with them, or only to ever hang with them as opposed to their friends and when they do go out with us they are either overly fulfilled with i love you man conversations or if they come out with us and their girlfriend <laughs> is there too then they end up getting in arguments that are awkward for everyone else in the group i know not all relationships are like that and this is just what i have been, ex- been experiencing in my environment But i'm curious to know your thoughts on college relationships for what it's worth you guys have prom- provided me with a lot of good life lessons for navigating my young adult life for that i thank you and we thank you too sir um so what do you, what do you got
1: Okay. If it's possible, there, there's no way to avoid it unless you're a crazy person. You know, I think relationships find you. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you will not have a serious boyfriend or girlfriend in college. Right. Ideally.
0: But it could easily happen.
1: But if it happens,
0: yeah, great. Say Hunker down.
1: It is what it is. Yeah. You can't, Stop yourself, because to do so is a psychopath move. Yeah,
0: and a lot of this stuff that he's describing sounds sort of like young relationship things in general. That that don't it, it doesn't end up just you know it gets better. This sort of like the second somebody has one one drink too many, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's always a fight. Fights. And the like they only hang out alone now and don't hang out with the group. A lot of this stuff is like very immature. It's just like young, and you just kind of like. Learn and like you're jealous and like you kind of learn how to get past it. So in a way, I think it's important to sort of learn that as early as you can. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, to Francis's point, like a, a relationship will find you, and you don't gotta resist. You know what I mean? Have your fun when the time's available. Have your girlfriend when when it it comes, and just try to okay. So there there's efforts you can make to avoid the things that you're describing. So when you see yourselves getting too comfortable with not being social, not hanging out for try to make sure that the dynamic that you have with your girlfriend is sustainable in the dynamic that you have with your friends. And if it's not, you have an unhealthy relationship. If you can't be your same self with your friends as you are with your girlfriend, that's not good. You should be able to have a situation where you can do both. And if you don't have that, you should strive for it and even force yourself to go out and hang with people.
1: Yeah. You shouldn't be code switching with your, when you're with your girlfriend (laughs) code switching.
0: (laughs) Totally. You shouldn't be. Uh, And also, you know, if you fight if your girlfriend's picking fights with you and you guys are getting drunk or if you're picking fights with her maybe you guys should break up, you know what I mean? yeah,
1: but dude, it's so it's so easy to say that and I know and and the here's the thing right but important to say life uh w- w- serious relationships are so much more fun and doable when you're older, because the stuff that you can do in a serious relationship when you're older is way better than the stuff that you can do in a serious relationship in college. So what I mm-hmm. mean is um, going out to dinner, right? That's a serious relationship thing. Going on a trip together, that's a fun, serious relationship thing. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of things are not as doable in college. That's true. Because you don't have income. Right. Right? But you do when you're older and it's fun. Those fun. Those are the fun things to do. Yeah. When you're younger and you're in college, you know... Uh, not getting much sleep, you know, g- g- going a couple doors down to hook up on someone's futon and pretend to watch a movie together for fifteen minutes before yeah. you're, you know, going at it. <laughs> like that's not as fun when you're older. Totally, but it's fun in college. It's great. Um, and I just think that if you can avoid it. It will be waiting for you and will be way more fun to to have a serious boyfriend or girlfriend later in your 20s once you join the workforce, all of that. Um, But I mean, I had a very serious relationship in college for like almost all of college pretty much. And, you know, I definitely missed out on a lot of the fun stuff that my buddies were doing. Mm -hmm. But it's like I didn't have a choice. I loved the person that I was dating. Mm -hmm. So what? What was I supposed to do? Just like ignore feelings, Mm -hmm. block myself off emotionally for the sake of chugging pictures with my boys? Right, right. No, it's ridiculous. It's not. It's not a human way to behave. Mm -hmm. Um. So you can't really make a promise to yourself. You know, in college, I can say that it's better not to, if you can, but. If you meet the right person, great, and also last thing, just because you dated someone in college does not mean that you have to marry them. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will say like well if you're, if you're going to be in a relationship all through college, it better last. yeah, it's like, well, it could, and it might, and that's great, but you know, don't think because you made it through that hard part of staying together and you had all those fights at all those frat parties, and it made you stronger that you know. Yeah. Yep. All of a sudden, it's like, well, we were, I guess we should get married at 24 or 25. Totally. Ryan. What do you got? You had a relationship for oh. all of college, <laughs> right? Or much of college. And uh, now you guys are still going strong. So that's really good.
2: Yeah. That so is I've, good. I've been dating, I was single my first year of school, of college. And then, uh, yeah, I met my girlfriend the next year. We dated all through then and all through now. And it. Worked out fine. Positive. Positive. I had a, I had a great college experience. There you Friendship, go. Friend groups intertwined, good vibes. No regrets. Love to see it. Love to hear that. You got any facts for us? I got quite a few
1: today. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Facts with Ryan. Sounds like we were telling some tall tales. <laughs> Sounds like we were cutting corners on the truth.
2: Well, some of them are just questions that, that need answers. Yes. So, yeah, that's Not a necessarily good point. something wrong. So, okay. jam versus jelly. That episode was episode 229, nice, August nice. 21st, 2021, nice. if you want to go back and <laughs> well find done. it. Well done. Nicaragua is the poorest country in Central America, number four is El Salvador, number three is Guatemala, can you guys guess number Honduras. two? Honduras. Honduras. Right. The beer cheese, this was tough. The only thing I could find was Obatzer, which is German. I couldn't find anything specific about- Pigs. The, for that, but- the local, yeah, it's just the local beer in Nicaragua is Tonya?
0: Yeah. Tonya, Tonya and Classico.
2: Yeah. So nice. there's that. Sorry. Mosquitoes eat approximately 7,000 insects per night. Bats, you mean? Bats, bats.
0: 7,000 insects per night?
2: Damn. Wow. Yes. I said 14,000. Yeah, not not I was far
0: off. Just twice. You were just a multiplier away.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Iran-Contra affair. The Reagan administration, <laughs> Reagan, you, yeah. they used uh, earnings from weapons sales to Iran to illegally fund the Contras, and then the Reagan administration secretly hired Iranian agents to fight against the Contras.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm.
2: wow. Sort of like playing both sides. Crazy. Um, Because you guys mentioned torture, again, very briefly, I figured that I'd search another fun one for you. (laughs) Good for you. So we have sawing. You guys heard of that before? No. No. Okay, so everyone from (laughs) the Persians to the Imperial Chinese practiced some form of death by sawing. Often the victim was hung upside down, thereby increasing blood flow to the head, and a large saw was placed between his or her legs. The executioners would slowly cut the person's body in half, drawing oh, out oh drawing out the process in order to make death as painful as possible. Oh possibly. my god. And that is sawing. That's
0: terrible. <laughs> oh my god, it's terrible. I wish that on no one in history. <laughs> what the fuck? fuck dude oh my god you're
1: talking about the persian empire so that is a hand saw that's two guys on either side of the body probably doing the old lumberjack push pull push that was the illustration
2: next to it oh boy Terminal, nice, terminal 4 handles international arrivals at JFK. I couldn't find one for LaGuardia, but if you're over in New Jersey, Terminal B is where you're going to arrive at Newark if you're coming internationally. <laughs> the, the breastfeeding situation, that was really tough to to find the, the slang term. You said comforting. Yeah. I think that could be it. The only... I could find was that it was referred to as extended breastfeeding okay. um, and some people breastfeed their children up until the age of 15. Damn. So I read that's and serious. apparently that's if outrageous. both parties are okay with it, there's nothing wrong. That's with just it. foreplay at that point. Too. <laughs> it's just incest. <laughs> at 15. It's yeah. Incest. yeah.
0: That's wild. Yeah. There we go. Um, oh, thank you, Ryan. That was
1: Appreciate actually Illuminating some really uh, troubling facts from Ryan today. <laughs> Deeply unsettling. Facts from Ryan, but you never know what you're going to get. I am in uh, Arlington, Virginia uh, tomorrow night. I will be at the Draft House not too far from uh, downtown Washington, D.C. I can't wait to see you guys there. Tickets still available, uh, FrancisEllis.com. And then next weekend, um, July 28th to the 30th, I'm in St. Louis at Helium with Lil Sass from Barstool Sports, co-headlining. Hope to see you guys there. Also, FrancisEllis.com. And Red Bank, New Jersey, August 10th, also with Lil little sass.
0: Awesome. I got uh, Somerville, Massachusetts, um, July 24th, and Seattle, July 28th, tickets on my website. I'm also going to be in New Orleans on August 20th for two shows. Uh, all this stuff is on my website, and I hope to see you guys in one of those.